So I'm a sword now. A magic sword. This, of course, implies I wasn't one before, and it's true, I wasn't. It's kind of a funny story. This was a fairly recent development. Just before I was a sword, I was dying. It's funnier than it sounds. You know, I've lived a long life. I don't have any regrets. Near the end, my family would compliment my high spirits, but... I just didn't know any other way to be. Degenerative diseases aren't objectively humorous, but I had to laugh. What else are you going to do? Remember that, young people. Next time you'll feel self-righteous about not being in a wheelchair, you try to cheat your way into escaping age. Disability is just a matter of time. No sense fearing it. <laughs> you have to laugh. Ah, now I'm lecturing. I told you this would be a funny story. Now, before I died, I... Had to decide who to pass off the silver thing to. That's our family sword, the one we use for ceremonies and important quests. My grandmother used to say that this sword had been our family for generations. Not in our family, it's been our family. As the holder of the sword, I was responsible for keeping it clean and maintained. But I was having a chat with it now and again. The singer talks, you see. Uh, only if you're wielding it at the moment, of course. It's a pleasant whisper in your ear, telling you a second swordsman has appeared or that your guard is down. But since I had the singer all the time, I also had conversations with it. It wanted to know how everyone was doing, all the family gossip, and, and I was glad to talk about it with someone. Its voice was warm and kind, compassionate and gentle. Here's the thing about the voice of the singer, though. It, it used to be different. The first time I used this sword, I was just a child. It's a sort of family coming-of-age ceremony. It was a very funny prank to not tell the children that the sword talks until after the first time they wield it. They're always so surprised. It never gets old. I was at Thanksgiving dinner when my grandmother put it in my hands and asked me to show her the first few forms I'd been learning. When a scratchy old man's voice in my ear snapped at me to fix my footing, oh, I was so shocked I almost dropped the singer. I didn't, though. I, I fixed my footing and Grandma beamed at me. I was devastated when she died. I felt a bit guilty about it, as you do when you're eight and you have a secret, but she was always my favorite adult. The next time I heard the sword speak, it was when she handed it off to me. Naming me at eight years old as the family's designated keeper of the Silver Singer. It wasn't unheard of to give custody of the Silver Singer to someone so young. Later on, I discussed with the sword itself who it would like to go to, and I suspect Grandma did the same for me. That day, I was scared out of my mind, and grieving my loss, worried that I would somehow fail at the task of keeping a sword when, when I hear a voice whispering in my ear. You'll do fine, it said. You'll do just fine. And I thought that maybe that voice was... <laughs> my grandmother's. Now, of course, 
Now I get why it was her voice. It turned out that even as I was so afraid to go on without her, she was right there with me all along. I told you this was a funny story. The day I died, I handed the silver singer on to my grandchild. They're a promising young fighter and top of their class in swordsmanship, and, well, I've already died, so I can admit freely that they're my favorite grandkid. They're good-humored enough to appreciate a prank, but as kind-hearted as my own grandmother. They'll do just fine. And lucky me, I get to come along for the ride. A second life, more time with my family, and the opportunity to keep watching over them. Life's funny sometimes. You have to laugh. This episode, All in the Family, was written by Hannah Wright and performed by Brad Colbrook. Audio editing and sound design by Brad Colbrook. Produced by Ezra J. Wayne and Tal Manier.